10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is November 16th, and we are going to get started with this kind of bombshell that um Pateris shared in um Discord today. Well, yeah, yesterday afternoon, um evening, and kind of um the conversation kept going quite a while. So here we had um two posts from Lido, um one on their uh, forum and one on their like kind of blog. Um, let's have a look and see what uh, Pateris posted here. Right, so let's start at the top. That might be the best. So here we have um, D. Gusakov uh, community staking. He says Lido's mission is to make Ethereum staking simple, secure, and decentralized. Lido and Ethereum launched with a curated validator set which has enabled the protocol to grow to its current size robustly but leaves some room for improvement um, from the perspective of allowing a bigger range of independent node operators to more easily inherit uh, interact with the protocol recent long-range goals approved by the lido dao um, suggest the introduction of a permissionless staking module given that the recently approved simple dvt module is the only available avenue for community stakers to become node operators in the near future and they're aren't currently permissionless elements in simple dvt this proposal aims to address this gap so basically what they're saying is that lido wants to start accepting permissionless node operators um and they're trying to figure out how to do that basically like um with the module system so they might have to create a new module then it goes on to say a significant portion of eth is staked with lido and there's still less than 40 node operators lido version 2 upgrade introduced the re-architecture of the protocol via the implementation of the staking router that allows modularization of the validator set um, at the same time on the ethereum base layer eip 4788 and eip7002 were proposed adding crucial features for secure permissionless validation namely beacon root and triggerable triggerable uh, validator exits on execution layer it says with all these upgrades significant extension of the operator set becomes more feasible by adding a new staking module allowing permissionless entry with a bond um, combining the permissionless entry with bond requirement um, has proven to be a great approach to validate set formation um, while uh, providing a coverage for uh, possible uses or in inappropriate actions from the node operator side it also makes node operators and stakers economically aligned the actual bond size will be defined based on the state of relevant ethereum upgrades um, and corresponding risk assessment research so then there's link to that risk assessment research and we will come back and have a look at that um, soon it says it is proposed to um, call the staking module community staking module csm to make it appealing for the solo staker and community stakers to join the csm so this is a key piece of information right here um, it's proposed to focus on the following key value propositions so execution rewards and mev are smoothed across largest set in ethereum thanks to um sr architecture and then they say that they'll have a competitive bond friendly ux with low gas fees um only eth but in the form of st eth for bonds and rewards and it's more profitable than vanilla solo staking so this is it's proposed to allocate up to 10 percent of lido's stake to the csm and this will make csm stake comparable to the largest permissionless staking solution on the market rocket pool um, to ensure security reliability and better battle test of the csm is proposed to increase stake allocation starting from one percent gradually 
and it says to ensure rapid uh, start of CSM, it's proposed to utilize the stake allocation mechanism introduced by the staking router. Uh, modules below target allocation with available capacity get stake first. Given that CSM will be below target allocation at the module launch, and since bonded validators are more appealing um, to the protocol regarding security and economic alignment, it is proposed to set the lowest exit requests priority um, for CSM validators. And this is a more detailed description of possible CSM design and decision drivers can be found um, in the CSM landscape. And then there's another link there as well. And then they go on to say, you know, uh, this is a team that's working on this and um, this will uh, help Lido implement a successful permissionless staking module um, and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, um, We've got a whole bunch of Lido people saying this is great, this is fantastic, good job, asking like some questions here and there, but mostly was like, you know, I really like it and this is cool and I'm super excited. And here, you know, we had Zachary from Nimbus team as well saying the Nimbus team is excited about this development. We'd like to make solo staking more accessible and desirable and then kind of giving some information there as well. And then other people said, you know, this is a great, good explanation, an awesome initiative, and that's great and uh, amazing and well-formulated proposal. And the whole like to the whole team um and then we got to miko and then i'll come back back to that soon okay so let's go back to discord now and see what people were saying here so this was in the friends channel so it's a very like um not very well used channel um in the discord um it's where people from other staking communities can come and talk to rocket poolers and kind of share ideas and stuff so pateras here was mentioned this because it's lido it's a rival technically or whatever um competitor um and he mentioned in here so then he started pulling out quotes from the the articles especially the community staking landscape where it says you know rocket pool is the leader and um it's radically permissionless. Uh, Rocket Pool thrives a good solution for liquid staking with permissionless validator set by offering solo entry option similar to the one described above. While being one of the most robust solutions for permissionless staking, there are several aspects of the protocol design that are discussed by the community, namely additional RPL bond requirements um, and uh, noticeable gas fees, on-chain interaction complexity, and amount of capital required as a bond. Uh, at the moment, of writing LEB16s and LEB8s um, are available, um, and then it tells you that you know this 16 plus 1.6 and 8 plus 2.4 in rpl this is nevertheless the rocket pool team and community have done a great job of supporting independent ethereum stakers so allow for permissionlessness um permissionless permissionless um, entry into lido um um, on the Ethereum node operator set and enfranchise solo staker participation in the protocol, um, provide coverage for the cases where bond provider for the individual validator is insufficient to cover losses, e.g. Um, huge MEV stealing is proposed uh, to associate a bond with the node operator and not the individual uh, validator itself. So here, Pateris's read on that is that Lido will be um, front-running mega pools, kind of the way that we, um, you know, will penalize the node at the node level instead of the validator level. And then Pateris has some more quotes here as well saying basically that um, they, according to the latest risk assessment research by LidoDAO, um, their fourth, four ETH bond is sufficient to cover all possible losses and most missed profits in a realistic scenario. And two ETH bond is sufficient to cover all direct losses, consistent penalties in the same realistic scenario. So he says then they're front-running LEB4s as well. So this kind of started a discussion about um, how this would work in in the rocket pool world basically and um you know um 
Val was saying that um, one of the limiters is you know they're going to be starting at such a small amount, one percent of their set. So that will be a limiter on MEV theft. Um, also, there was um, talking here about um, you know Pateris was sharing that a lot of um, outside services will probably be getting incentives to start pushing uh, the Lido CSM, like Dapnode, Avado, Sterium, Steer, um, ETH Docker. They may all get a cut, uh, and then it says. Um, the timeline for this is basically that they want to, um, this proposal within Q3 of 23, um, and then they want a Holeshki testnet in Q3 of 24, and they want it mainnet release in Q4 of 24. So they're giving themselves a year basically from now to get everything done, designed, tested, um, you know, audited and, um, pushed to, to production basically. Um, and then, then the discussion started with about, um, you know, how you have different kinds, um, how they're going to be setting up, and um, this they, this is potentially give a summary, right? Like the they want a permissionless module. They're going to set the bond as four ETH as ST ETH. Um, they'll have non-linear bonding. They'll have mega pools, um, and then um, others will racing support this because they'll get a cut, um, and um, LDO token won't be used at all with this. So then um, discussion really started about how this might be kind of. Um, um eating away at um other staking services so here you know Valdov says this module is a marketing expense for lido at least in the short term i expect a good bit of referral programs advertisements stuff like the adapnode machine with a lido logo on it blah 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 and then miko here you know from diva says totally it's not just marketing they will use it to hoover up solo stakers and kill permissionless models while growing STETH. So uh, my code like responded re uh, re really strongly to this, saying that's why they pushed to ten percent. It makes them instantly bigger than Rocket Pool, and they plan to offer higher operator APRs, which will cause operators to exit their nodes, sell their RPL, cause RPR ETH capacity problems, potentially causing RPL uh, token death spirals. They can do this by subsidizing with their size, smoothing, and fees. Um, loss maker versus other modules. It says they're offering higher fees for this module than others, and. Like if you are permission node operator, you get five percent of the rewards. Um, with this, you will be getting seven point five percent of the rewards. It says um, and fees. Um, they're offering a higher fee for this module than others. It's very intentional to make people shut down their solo staking and rocket pool nodes and other permissionless services out there as well because they feel like you'll be incentivized with a higher higher income potentially. So it says the fee here is seven point five percent versus five. They also stole Diva's bonding model which wasn't part of their original analysis. So here Jasper says, if Rocket Pool is willing to reduce the RPL bond, then we can still offer higher pure ETH APRs. Um, and then um, Nosho says it's probably going to take them a while to get 10%, uh, definitely because that's going to need like, you know, um, 600,000 ETH, I think, staked, which is, which is quite a lot. <laughs> no, more than that, 2.6 million ETH staked, I think. No, 10% of Lido, yeah. 10% of Lido will be around um, 700 ETH, 700,000 ETH, I think, something around that number. Um, so it says you still have uh, RPL price risk, which is hard to replace as it will kill the tokenomics. And that's what they mean by 0.4, and with 0.4, they mean only ETH bonding um, for rewards. It says once this is launched, Lido has a death switch on any permissionless protocols, which is to increase ETH yields for operators until enough people switch to that permissionless protocol and are forced to exit validators. Um, Nosho says they can undercut Rocket Pool because the Rocket Pool's model is bad, uh, we, even though we have higher commission. And then there was talk about. Um, 
talk about um, like kind of changing things potentially and how that might work um, here uh, Jasper says that would be evil but possible and I'm going to talk about that in a minute um, about how evil this might be um, and uh, we'll go from there but anyway um, Michael here says uh, that's exactly the design that they're doing they're rewarding um, reward smoothing can take more risk as they're big enough to absorb the occasional losses and then they can accept a lower collateral because of that they also have a lower 10% fee and no LST premium issues which is what um, like other services do um and you know they've got like rocket pool for example has a 14 percent fee and um other smaller services have um strong issues staying on peg or some of them haven't even launched yet and it says no secondary token because they have other ways to accrue value and they can sell this as a unique selling point for operators and this you know um we know has been a bit of a pain point for uh, people not staking rocket pool because they don't want exposure to the rpl token well here they wouldn't need any secondary token they could just use st eth as their bond so they would put s4 st eth forward as their bond then they would get 32 eth from lido they would stake that and then when they want to stop their stake they would get uh, you know their bond back so they would be getting 7.5 percent of the rewards from 28 ETH worth of um, staking that's happening which is you know really really good rewards so um michael saying that they took the bonding method from uh diva um and he says what's perverted is that this would actually be positive uh, if lido self-limited because it would improve their diversity but without self-limiting it becomes a way to vampire attack solo stakers and permissionless node operators so you know michael here is really using really strong language and um Nosho says there isn't really a reason why rocket pool can't reduce their fee there's no uh, make it a no secondary token and another way to accrue value it's a choice to do things the way it is and it's attackable because it's bad so um let me see who liked this not you and <laughs> and uh, Ramana. Okay. Um, anyway, um, here then um, Michael says the economic incentives are set for this to happen. They have a high yield and solo staking for ETH entry point, revenue share for Dapno, Ravado, etc. So there's incentives to switch. Solo stakers shut down. They migrate to Lido. It's high yield than Rocket Pool without RPL's price risk. Um, the up Rocket Pool operators shut down. Um, RETH minting problems. RETH selling. Less new pools. Harder to incentivize RPL. Death spiral. Um, Lido eventually gains pricing power when everyone um, else is out of the game and they can set fees higher to extract value or include LDO staking. Lido is unregulated monopoly and way um, going the way unregulated monopolies go. Um, so Nosho here says I have a hard time assigning email intent to someone doing the things that I think we should have been doing for a long time. Um, let me see who liked that as well. Um, Sat Baldwin, I don't know who that is. Um, and then he says, I disagree. Lido became massive using the first mover advantage, 100 million fundraise and spending extensively on incentives to get its market share. Um, if it now uses market position and economies of scale to subsidize destroying competition, that's not something smaller players can match. And I absolutely agree here with Michael. Um, and I actually don't agree with uh, Nosho, some of the things that Nosho is saying here. He says, none of the things they have um, posted are doing that. They can offer higher yield than Rocket Pool without RPL price risk, because um, not because of market positions or economies of scale, but because of a better model if you expect them to intentionally build something worse to match the competition that's not going to happen and i don't think that makes them evil um okay romano <laughs> yeah he's being a troll um and he says it wouldn't be an issue if they would self-limit at some level it's an issue when the parameters are set to monopolistically increase market share on something that's already a systemic risk this is not just about csm versus rocket pool it's about csm versus um, solo staking and it's also about csm versus every single other staking pool out there um, and 
then there's some discussion about tokenomics and this is actually like going like the, the conversation just keeps going for a long time but uh, there are a couple of things that i want to add and i'm not sure um sure you know kind of if that's been addressed or not i didn't quite fully um, follow all of this discussion because there was a whole lot to it but michael had a really nice post here on the lido forum um where he says i want to signal strong disagreement with this proposal as the underlying incentives create systemic risk for ethereum with potentially ir irreversible consequences so he says lido has publicly positioned itself as a decentralized option to fight centralized exchange growth however this proposal clearly targets decentralized solo stakers and rocket pool by offering an increased apr which is subsidized from lido's monopolistic position in its current form the csm would improve lido's node operator diversity but would have a negative net impact on the decentralized staking ecosystem as it was intent as it would incentivize steth growth at the expense of a decentralized alternative and the really really great point to see i really agree with him um, that's my point um he says point like um uh, d um Gusakov pointed out the following selling points, which we talked about before. He says further, it proposes um, proposal offers a 7.5% fee to node operators, which is higher than the 5% regular fee to permissioned operators. Signaling the goal is to subsidize APR um, in order to convert operators from decentralized staking protocols. If this proposal uses a minimum bond of two ETH, as described in the DevConnect staking gathering talk, LIDAR operators will earn two times higher rewards than with solo staking 8% versus um, 4%. 4% which is result um which results from 90% uh, rewards um from the ST bond and 7.5% from the remaining uh, 30 ETH matching um ETH provided if 4 ETH is used uh, the yield will be 5.7% which is still uh, nearly 50% more than um solo staking so current rewards are uh, 4% um rocket pool offers 5.5% approximately lido offers um 5.7 to 8% so this is rational node operator observing this will shut down staking and rocket pool setups in order to migrate to csm this can cause massive and irreversible loss uh, of decentralizing staking diversity for the only benefit of growing STETH. This is further aggravated by the possibility that Lido will provide financial incentives to solo staker software providers or node clients, which can drive their user experience to favor Lido installations over other decentralized alternatives. Um, while this proposal could be net positive in a world where Lido is self-limited, the reality is that Lido continues to increase dominance um, with a stated goal to replace centralized staking. Um, the size of STETH has already been an extremely contentious topic, with the risk of social slashing looming over Lido this proposal should not pass without modifications as it can damage ethereum's decentralized staking and further increase the risk of social slashing for lido considering this i suggest modifying the proposal to ensure that the operator ETH apr never exceeds the solo staker eth apr um sorry miko i think that's kind of naive but we'll discuss that as well um offering um smoothed rewards and lower barrier to entry is already an outsized benefit to operators with these changes lido can prevent damaging decentralized staking also benefit by collecting higher fees or increasing collateral levels from its permissionless operators alternatively a self-limit on lido's total share of validators can be discussed in order to not grow at the expense of decentralized staking which fulfills um a crucial role in the ecosystem and then d gusakov replied by um I, I don't think his reply was very good but you can go and read that yourself so i want to go back to this um, um trading now oh, sorry not trading in the friends channel now and kind of talk about what i think michael's trying to 
argue here and what I think North Shore isn't getting. Okay, so Lido um, started first. That was a good job for them. They also had a $100 million raise, which is fine. They went the VC model and they, um, you know, gathered a lot of money and they used that seed funding to um, massively um, incentivize STE growth in the early days by providing millions of dollars of liquidity incentives and also... Um, really made it attractive to for people to get um, into SDE, um, you know, having paying for lots of integrations, paying for liquidity, of course, which is huge, um, and a whole lot of things like that by um, also having referral programs where they give people fees to get into, give, give them discounts on their fees in order to get into um, SDE and things like that. So they used, you know, $100 million uh, plus in order to do that, which, you know, they, they, they raised that money that, that they can do that. However, they grew up to a point where, they were really, really big, like 33%. Alarm bells start ringing. I think this uh, CSM thing is um, a way of kind of trying to um, take the edge off some of that uh, controversy around them growing too big too fast um, and taking a way too big a, a way too big a share of the Ethereum staking um, to be comfortable. So what they're doing now is they're basically incentivizing um, incentivizing a solo staker rocket pool diva swell all these node operators potential stata uh, you know node operators for these services instead of going to those services they may be might as well go to the lido service because they'll be getting much better rewards now i think um, noshua is being naive here by saying that this is not evil because we've seen this happen in monopolistic um um, settings over and over again. Now, I'll give you one big example that's very clear for people who've been living in the US. Um, you know, in the last 30 or 40 years, we've seen the story over and over again, right, of Walmart uh, coming into towns. Now, what happens when Walmart comes into a town, right? Um, Walmart, this, this happened more, you know, like 20, 30 years ago, but then, then you hear about it happening now, but they're, they're already everywhere now, so it doesn't really make a difference anymore. So what happens? You know, there'd be um, a grocery store, a pharmacy, there'd be a car service center, tire service, um, what other things like hunting store, um, furniture store, clothing store. They'd have, you know, a local town, you know, population 10, 20, 30, 50,000 people would have all these different stores, right? And people shop locally and they're bought from those stores and maybe you know were they getting the best deal probably not and you know were they uh, were they uh, would it be possible for them to find better prices elsewhere most likely um however that's you know the the communities were built around these kind of businesses and people really like you know those communities were thriving then walmart would come in and instead of having all those different stores, you would just have a Walmart store. Now, what did the Walmart store have? It had your groceries. It had clothing. It had furniture. It had hunting supplies. It had car service centers. It had anything that you could think of you could find under the Walmart brand. What else did Walmart have? Drastically cheaper prices. Now, they did this. They went into town after town. They started up. They lowered their prices. They accepted losses for those first year, two years, three years, five years. How long? Um, you know, they kept undercutting the local businesses, right? Like everything was priced cheaper. Even if they were losing money, how could they afford to lose money? Well, they could afford to lose money by, um, by, um, by you know, the head office paying for it, right? Because they're vastly swimming in profits. So they could take that loss on that local scale, knowing that it was a waiting game between the Walmart, um, their prices being too good and the local stores not being able to attract customers um, eventually. So, you know, eventually the local stores would go bust. Walmart would be the only store in town. And then you'd see this over and over again of them like hiking their prices basically um, above and beyond where the local prices used to be before. Um, and it happened 
in town after town, there's literally hundreds of studies about this, um, uh, hundreds of examples of this, and like study after study that shows this Walmart effect. Um, Amazon have done a simple thing, a similar thing. You know, they put bookstores out of business, and now in the US, they've started opening physical bookstores. These are the kind of things that when businesses become monopolistic, they they devour their competition. Sometimes the competition might not be the best, you know, uh, product. Sometimes it might uh, be a good product, but it might have flaws. Sometimes the pricing models might not be right, but these um, vulturistic companies, um, they devour on any inadequacy, any potential inadequacy that's found. Now, I'm not saying Rocket Pool's perfect, but I think not Rocket Pool is a net good for Ethereum. Um, now, not, uh, now um, Lido might be better than Rocket Pool in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it has more liquidity. It's got better depth. It's got um, uh, better uh, fees. Um, they take a smaller percentage cut. Blah blah blah. Whatever you want to say. Um, however, um, they are extractive on Ethereum in a way uh, that Rocket Pool isn't. And Rocket Pool, I think, is more additive to Ethereum as a whole. Uh, you know, a third of all of Ethereum's nodes are Rocket Pool nodes, which is absolutely mind-boggling when you think about, you know, the size of Rocket Pool, which is about 3%, basically, of Ethereum staking. It's hugely outsized in its representation for adding, like, you know, permissionlessness, um, diversity, client diversity, like, geographic geographic diversity, node operator diversity. Rocket Pool is unparalleled and all of those things. So, by Lido coming in now and saying, hey, you know, we're going to offer this, pro, uh, pro, uh, this, um, this, um, this new system that is better than Rocket Pool in every way. And they can't do that because it's a new software, right? Which is Nosho, which is what Nosho is missing here. This isn't like a new upstart coming along and like, you know, doing it a different way and doing it a better way. Because we talked about this like a couple of weeks ago about how starting a new staking protocol without using a second token is really difficult. And it's very, very difficult to um, get the income you need. Um, Lido already have that solved because they're already a monolith. They're already a huge monopoly in, in Ethereum staking. They can swing their weight around and such a way that will guarantee this to be a success. It will guarantee that it destroys solo staking in Ethereum. It guarantees that it will destroy um, other liquid staking um, systems on, on uh, protocols on Ethereum as well because they can wait you out. Lido will be able to operate at a loss because they've got billions of dollars now. They can take billions of dollars of losses over the months, years, however long they need to, um, to drown out all the other services. And if any of the services or the new services like put their head up, they'll adjust their fee model to drown them out and kill them as well. So I think Nosho is being extremely naive here. Nosho, sorry, I'm happy to talk to you about this as well. Um, and, you know, um, Jasper um, says that there's evil possible here. And I absolutely think that this is evil. Like, and I'm not mincing my words. I'm happy to talk to any about anyone about this, about why I think this is evil. Because we've seen this happen in the real world over and over again, where you get these monopolies and they come in and they try to take over everything. And I think we as Ethereans have been extremely naive on a broader sense about the evil of Lido. And we need to be speaking up about the evil of Lido way more strongly than we have been, way more strongly than we are. And we all need to see this as an existential threat. Michael was absolutely right when he said that this um, um, there's a th threat of uh, social slashing looming over Lido. And they don't care. They don't care. They will extract every bit of value that possibly come from Ethereum um, until they bled it dry, until it's left as a husk of a protocol. And that, that's what they're doing. That's literally, that's what they're on track for. Like if you read the reply that Miko got um, 
on, on his post um, when he said alternatively self-limit Lido share of validators can be discussed in order to not grow the expense of decentralized staking which fulfills a crucial role in the ecosystem he says this topic has been discussed already and check out um, should Lido and Ethereum be limited to some percentage of fixed stake and that's when they voted 99% in favor of not limiting so Lido has told you over and over again what Lido is um, and not sure I'm so surprised was um, taking this stance um, by, by, by saying that and I'm kind of disappointed in that as well but I think that we have to not be naive here we have to see this as an attack on um, staking protocols we have to see this as an attack on ethereum we have to see this as an attack on all ethereans as well um, and this is not going away unless we all um, rally unless we all really um, understand what's happening and not bury our heads in the sand and say oh they're only doing this because of protocol inefficiency with rocket pool or other services no they're doing this because they have a huge runway um, and they can just kill everything in front of them um, and there's nothing in ethereum right now that is stopping them from doing it except social pressure so that now we need to start thinking what do we do right okay so we've got a year we, um, this won't be live until quarter four of 2023 so what does rocket pool do in that time rocket pool can do a whole lot in that time we've got a whole bunch of things going on we're leaning even further into decentralization with the houston upgrade we've got uh, mega pools coming we've got uh, leb4s potentially coming all of these things are in the pipeline right like we are seeing that um those hopefully should all be here before quarter four of 2024 so there's a chance that uh, rocket pool could get ahead of this however like i've been saying that lido will will crush everything in this path because they've got literally billions of dollars that they can spend on um out competing against every other staking protocol there is or a solo staking by far of course but any other staking uh, protocol there is as well so we as a rocket pool community now need to galvanize need to think of how we can defend against this um and we need to do that we absolutely need to do that so that <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry about my rant but not sorry because we all need to wake the fuck up basically and see this for the evil that it is and um i'm really disappointed in Noshua actually for saying that and i hope that i misunderstood what his point was but even you know with the shortcomings of uh, staking protocols it's not enough to um, blame blame that when you've got vampires literally attacking you and sucking you dry like you can't say oh he wasn't wearing his cross and that's why the vampire attacked him there shouldn't be vampires to begin with so yeah maybe i'm just being naive as well but that's that's how i feel and i think there are a whole lot of us who feel that way as well so let's do something about it okay so um Sneaky wanted you all to know that the votes that are ongoing in governance right now will be finishing very, very soon. So if you haven't voted, um, you know, if you want your voice to count, please go and vote. Um, it doesn't look like your voting will amount to much because um, the votes are almost all like certainly going to pass. Um, there's nine hours left in the voting as of eight hours left in voting as of recording this uh, in terms of the budget. That's 92% in favor, um, 8% abstain. Um, in terms of deposits under the minimum, that's 99.18% in favor, 70 votes abstain, 47 votes against. And then with RPIP 30, here as well, we have 91% of votes in favor. Um, 
7.3% of votes abstain and uh, 235 votes, which is 1.62% of voting, which is against. And Joe voted as well. So that's really cool because Joe hadn't voted yet. He says, we must make meaningful creation more attractive. I wish we could have been faster to be on this direction. Good and hopefully widely, widely agreeable. So that's really great. Um, yeah, so if you haven't voted and if you want to vote, then go and vote. Of course, there'll be pull-ups for these votes as we've been having recently. So, um, you know, do it for the pull-up if nothing else. But... Um, yeah, if you haven't voted, go ahead and vote there. Okay, what do we have here? We have some integrations to talk about, and one of them here, Jasper, shared this news. So let's go to the tweet and see what it says. It says, compound governance. Um, they're saying that proposal 192 has passed with quorum. 192 adds our ETH as collateral to CW ETH version 3 on Ethereum mainnet. This proposal can be executed in two days. And if you have a look at the compound um, uh, finance governance page, you can see that... Um, four votes were 730,000 against votes were uh, 5,000 and the person who voted against is actually an LDO token holder who's got like $700,000 of LDO so <laughs> there you go <laughs> um, anyway let's go back here to uh, compound um, they're saying that you know um, they, they'll be uh, they'll be coming on to mainnet in two days and if we go back to the discord here people were talking just about saying this is taking forever but it's really nice and um, they're um, the conversation was that you know this is one of the last big money legos that was missing from DeFi for the re token and now that compound is done as well that is like a huge boon to uh, hopefully adding more liquidity eventually to the re token um and i'm sure there'll be potentially some incentives that will come around this um this going on to mainnet so definitely keep your eyes open for that i don't know how good the incentives will be but there'll, there'll be some in incentives i presume Okay, and Jasper then had another update as well. This was from Moonwell DeFi. So let's have a look to see what they're saying. So Moonwell saying that um, MIPB10, I guess that's Moonwell Improvement Proposal B10 has been submitted for on-chain voting. This proposal seeks to introduce a new market for Rocket Pool's RETH on Moonwell on build-on-base deployment. So if you have a look, um, they've got like a whole analysis that they've done with that. And um, they're talking about like what the curves will look like and uh, borrow and supply and all that kind of stuff. So if you are curious about Moonwell, I've never used them. I've never really interacted with anything that they've done. So please keep your, um, you know, do your own research. But um, you can go and have a look and see what they're doing. But it'll be nice to get more um, RETH on base. So, um, um, you know, Rocket Pool users can interact with um, RETH on base with like low fees and fast times and all that really good stuff. So here Jasper says, never heard of them, so do your own research. Um, so please be aware of that as well. Okay, next we are moving on here to... Um, to uh, Long Island blockchain so they've been working on rocket split recently which is you know fulfilling a GMC grant where they're making um, a whole system for you to um, create uh, marriage contracts between uh, RPL and ETH holders so here it says you know they're posting the latest video in the YouTube link so in this video they'll show you about a successful creation of a new contract um, and then setting up um, a withdrawal address when existing withdrawal address is um, a regular wallet and a successful RPL claim within there as well so these guys are making really good progress and um, it's really good to see that you know they're, they're uh, making such improvements check out the video they're desperately looking for people to test right now um, on Haleshki um, so if you are curious about testing rocket split then go to um, test that on Haleshki this is a little bit of uh, breadcrumbs here but I think there'll be a pop for people who are um, testing on Haleshki with rocket split so um, 
yeah that's that's really cool i'm really excited for this going live of course i'm part of a marriage i love marriages i think marriages are going to be a really great step for rocket pool's growth until we get um note set and then maybe marriages might fall out of favor a little bit but maybe not but um this is this was really cool to see that um uh, these guys are making really good progress on their work so congrats Okay, next uh, we have this post from Ramana. This is for people who are traveling to East Denver. Uh, and Ramana says that um, he wants to get a house um, for the conference, for the dates of the conference. And um, he's saying that if anyone would like to um, um, stay with them in that in that house, then uh, you know react to this emoji by uh, December 12th, because I guess that's when he will be making the booking. Um, and then there's, um, there's also another house as well, I think, which is... Um, zero's house uh, he says react to this if you're interested in lodging with other rocket poolers so it might be that we get two houses this time i'm not sure if um zero is still um doing that or not because that was from um from like um, a couple of weeks ago so um, maybe three weeks ago now even so um like get in touch with these guys if you are uh, all curious about um um east denver and um splitting an airbnb so people are um, going out there you know that starting to make their plans and uh, they're trying to put like their systems in place so if that's something that you're interested in um, get to the conference channel and ask your questions and put your name down to be in the house you might have to put a deposit down i remember paying a chunk of the money like uh, early on and then that was that was fine um last year that was last year this year i won't be staying in any of the rocket pool houses because i'll be bringing my family most likely so if i don't then i will but if i do then i won't <laughs> Okay, um, here we have some new promotional material for Rocket School from JT Nicole, um, who is, of course, working on Rocket School, which is um, acting as a school that will um, help you um, get from um, novice to a Rocket Pool staker, um, showing you lessons all along the way. So he made this little trailer for it where, um, you know, there's a VW van, van that's, um, uh, that is uh, branded with the Rocket School stuff. And he's just kind of driving it around and uh, like you know some magic editing and stuff but um then it says rocket school learn ethereum staking which is really cool um and it's really exciting i'm really really looking forward to seeing how that works and um sharing with that with all of you because i think uh i think uh these are the kind of uh, community projects that you know it's really great to encourage and promote okay and finally we have this um um, message from Prada who's on the Diva team as well saying quick and off-topic uh, question I don't know where to post it actually would anybody want to be part of a panel representing Rocket Pool if so DM me please so the amount of details on that were quite slim so then uh, as we gathered more information Valdov here uh, put together the summary saying they're looking for someone to join the panel ideally the person should be that will be in Prague uh, it will be taking place this Sunday afternoon and there might be some technical levels involved in the discussion, uh, but uh, maybe relatively technical. So keep that in mind as well. Um, object Object was asking um, uh, if they can reimburse um, hotel travel and costs. And then Prada said that uh, I'm also invited. I'm not the organizer, but I'm paying for my own expenses. They just told me if I knew anyone interested because I think Rocket Pool should be in these kind of panels. But uh, then I don't know if Object is going or not. So if you are in Prague, if you are rocket pooled um knowledgeable and interested in joining this panel then uh, reach out to prada and get in touch and um it's going to be taking place in a few days time so um on sunday afternoon so um 
yeah if you're ready for that put your name forward and then you can join the panel and we'll all cheer you on from trading but anyway um that's the end of today's episode um i got really ranty there but i'm i feel like my anger is righteous indignation and i'm not going to apologize for that um and if i did make any mistakes however in how i uh, presented any information please 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 let me know and you know um, i apologize in advance for that however i do not apologize for uh, my indignation towards uh, lido because fuck lido <laughs> thanks everyone i'll see you all tomorrow bye